The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. It's time to break through the barriers of belief and start thinking about things in a whole new way. You can remove the blocks in life to keep you from moving forward. The best part is you can begin right now. Welcome to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. In today's program, you will learn proven mindset reset practices that you can put into use immediately to change your life. Now, here is Prudence Gensman. Welcome to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. I'm your host, Prudence, and... Wow, what an amazing day it is. And today we're talking about the mindset of transformation, which I think is is part of what makes every day the the possibility brings the possibility that every day can be amazing. The mindset reset of transformation. You know, I think when we look back at at a lot of what we're seeing in the market today about how we can how we can grow beyond our circumstances, how we can step out in the world in bigger ways and really express ourselves out and and loudly and proudly and and be out there in the world. It all boils down to that the beauty of the ability to transform and to make that change in our life. And today I'm super, super excited to have with us um, my very special guest, Dr. Barbara Young, a, a very multifaceted, multi-talented, um, amazing woman that I can't wait to share uh, a little bit of her story with you, and I can't wait for you to meet her. But, you know, as we're talking about the mindset of transformation, which is one of my favorite things, a.k.a. mindset reset, or this idea that we can we can step out and, and be our bigger, better selves. We can step out and really live the life that we're desiring. And when we talk about transformation, I, it just easily, easily comes to mind the imagery of the butterfly emerging from the cocoon. The idea that when we are in a place of wanting to grow and change and wanting to learn and we're nestling into that and we are in that space of cocooning and and taking in the nutrients and taking in all of this lush life and then we step out and we start pushing through. We push through the discomfort. We push through that shell around us. We push through maybe an old mask or an old way of living and then we emerge as this amazing, beautiful butterfly from this from this place of a cocoon we emerge as a butterfly and we're able to take off and take flight and to me that's the most beautiful way to look at transformation and so in talking with today about the the uh, mindset of transformation i want to share with you a little bit about dr barbara before i bring her on so that she can share so much more but you know the amazing thing and part of <clears throat> excuse me what uh, I sit back and and just admire so much about Dr. B is she has, I, I tease her, she's done a little bit of everything. 
everything from impacting the world of, of respiratory therapy to being in the world of academia at the collegiate level to serving on state and federal committees to traveling and doing extensive programming in Africa and Kenya and internationally in other countries to then stepping out. And I love what she calls re-careering and, and starting what she calls Transformation for Success, her amazing leadership and programming groups, as well as many other foundations. She's been on TV shows, radio shows. She has her own radio show, Transformation for Success, here on Voice America Empowerment Network. And there's not enough time to even begin to scratch the surface of her bio, but I more importantly want to bring on Dr. Barbara. Welcome, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you, Prudence. I am excited and and honored to be on your show, Mindset Reset. Boy, I tell you, we're in for a treat today because all that you were saying about transformation, you know, and being in the cocoon and how you emerge as this beautiful butterfly, but I'm telling you, it takes a lot of work being in that cocoon, you know, working in your own mess. Because basically that's what <laughs> yes, caterpillars do uh, when they go in that cocoon. But I want to thank you again for having me on the show. It is quite a pleasure, really. You know, I, I want to just kind of start out by saying this. And, you know, I'm so humbled, really, when I listen to all the things that, you know, you talk about, Dr. B, and what I've done. I am just humbled because truly, by the grace of God, have I been able to accomplish and do these things that I had never even dreamed really, that I would do. However, one of the things that, um, in talking about mindset and and, uh, transformation for success, you have to have a mindset on success, and you have to keep your mind focused and positive. And when I think of how my journey began, and it began in a small town in Muskogee, Oklahoma, where I was, you know, uh, the eldest of six children, uh, in the family, and of course, my mother handled my real estate real nicely because <laughs> I would get spankings uh, for the other children. But it learned, it taught me uh, a couple of things. One about leadership, because I was probably forced into leadership at age nine, having to be responsible uh, for my brothers and sisters. Although my mother did not work out of the home, but she did, she would sell for a living, and so. But consequently, I had to keep the children. But but one of the things that I learned very early, because I went to school at age three. Uh, People kind of marvel at that, but it was only because I went to a small school in the country where two women were trying to survive with a small little private school. And because (laughs) I lived across the street and I was potty trained, I tell people that, uh, they they were desperate for students. So anyway, I, I went to school at three, and then by the time I was six years old, I was in the third grade, the school folded. And of course, the public school would not accept me at six, being in the third grade. So they put me back in <laughs> kindergarten. I'm telling you, what a, you know, and here I am, little Barbara at six, and I knew where I belonged. I knew I belonged in, belonged in the third grade. So every day I would go up to that school. I found out, because we were in an annex building, and I would find out where the third grade class would meet, and I'd go and I'd sit on the front row. I did this for two weeks. I traveled back and forth. And the teacher finally exhausted was seeing me there. And she said, you don't belong here, and um, would send me back. And finally, my mother um, was called to the school. And uh, I remember going with her with the principal. Never forget his name, Mr. Jennings. And he said, well, you know, my mother said she's a very strong little child. And she she's insisting. And she's been to school. And she's very smart. And he said, well, we'll we'll have to test her because six years old and in the third grade, well, they gave me a battery of tests. And, of course, I graduated with those youngsters that I met in third grade. 
at of course. Of course. Of course. And, now, uh, do you think... The, mm-hmm. In, in talking about that, in talking about, you know, your drive, I, and that's my word, your drive, your persistence, your, what mm-hmm. I love that you said is you knew where you belonged. That's the all key of, principle. Mm-hmm. And all of that comes from a place of some, it comes from a deeper place of, of really knowing, know thyself, you know, that deeper understanding of who you are at such a young age. What do you think really affected that? Where do you, where do you think you picked that up? Just an internal push or, or from really having to step out and step, well, by three though, you weren't, by three, you weren't taking care, you know, you weren't the nine-year-old yet, you were the three-year-old. But where do you think that oomph came from to really know how to push forward and have that tenacity? I think it came from the most powerful source in the universe. God, because it was in me, um, you know, that push, if you, if, as you call it, that I, I had to strive, I had, and I just felt, and I was persistent with my mom, and as she explained, she's very strong-willed, she kept saying, I know I'm in, supposed to be in the third grade, and I kept insisting that, and of course, I did, but that inner push, I know, came from divine uh, inspiration, and I always knew that I was different. I, I can't explain that, and I asked that I share that with a lot of women today and men. Did you feel as a little child that there was something that you were supposed to do that you were destined for greatness? Now, of course, at six, you were not able to articulate that, but I felt I was supposed to do something. And I, that followed me even when I stopped out of college, got married at 17, ended up at 19 with two children, and was on a whole different path until age 36. Age 36, it came all tumbling down to me that I knew, and I was in search of, that I knew I was supposed to do something. And I was wandering around like in the desert trying to find what is it that I am to do. And at age 36, wow, I made connection with God. And that was the day of returning and turning my mindset because I had to relearn all the things that I had learned um, right. And the universe had to, I had to learn different things and different ways of orchestrating and navigating my life with the help of God. And that was a mindset return, you know, change for me was at age 36. Well, I want to make sure, though, that you give yourself credit because while, while people get messages all the time or they get that push or the nudge or that feeling of something bigger, it doesn't mean that they act upon it. So it does take there, – there is a part of you having to step in and, and agreeing to take that on and agreeing to continue to be tenacious and agreeing to speak in your mind. That, that is a, that's a human action that, that we have to step out and continue to live that and believe in that so that at the age of 36, or at whatever age it is for for each individual, we then say, okay, it's time to supercharge this. Let me take this to the next step and let me really accept and receive what's happening here. So that's there's an action there that is required. Oh, yes. And exactly what I incorporate today. I mean, you can have all this guidance and you can have a feeling and you can have all of this, but you have to put action behind it. And I did. I acted upon it, returned back to school at age 36, and that took a lot of courage because many people that I worked around thought I already had a degree from UC Berkeley. I never told, I tell people it's really funny. They didn't ask me if I graduated and I didn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, that, and I think for many people that may be a difficult thing to find out that you've been living a lie and now you've got to come, you got to come face to face with the truth. The truth of who you are and acknowledging that I am a powerful woman that I have power within me. I don't need to try to go outside, look for it outside, but that power is within me to make a change, to make a difference. 
And that was something that at age 19, I'll have to back up a moment, but I knew that at age 19, I wanted to make a difference in the world. I wrote it down. I want to make a difference in the world. I didn't know how. I didn't know why. I didn't know when. But I knew that I needed and I would make a difference in the world. And so at 36, it all became, it all came tumbling down. Okay, you got to put some action behind this. And so I did. I went to school for seven years, raising three children without a break, working wow. on a college campus. So yes, it takes work. And, but the first work began within me. First of all, facing the, facing the truth, I needed to have a degree. All I wanted to do was to finish an, a BA. It wasn't about, oh, I want to do all these marvelous things. I want to go on and get a doctorate. I want to do this. I just wanted to finish the BA because I felt I was an incomplete and so for those women out there who may be feeling that you're incomplete, that you didn't finish what you need to finish, I'm t- encouraging you, you need to get started. And it's never too late to begin the incompletion work, I call it. <laughs> no, and I think that's really important for people to remember. I've heard many people say, you know, it's too late to go back and do this. It's too late to go back and do that. And the truth is it's not. You know, we're, if, if the program is two years long, four years long, seven years long, you know, hopefully we're going to have those seven years. And are you working towards a thing that you really want to do? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if seven years seems too much, and you didn't start into school thinking seven years, right? I mean, you started in knowing that you wanted. No, I just, I was going to complete just, just the BA, which took me yeah. two years. But then I found myself uh, really literally being sort of driven again, or this force this, to enter into a master's program. And the year that I entered the master's program, they turned it, they turned it to a 30-unit pro- I mean, sorry, from 30 units to 60 units for wow. master's in counseling education. And so that's what I felt led to do. I had a, a BA in social psychology. So I navigated into this master's program. And then it became a 60-unit program, which took me four years to complete and write a master's thesis. But Prudence, as a result of that, Two years later, I had no idea that I'd be entering USC and for a 66-unit doctorate, uh, doctoral program, and only that that 60 units I had taken as the master's degree for the master's then allowed me to be able to transfer 26 of those units to nice. USC. Nice. So I only had to complete 45 units, which took me, I got my doctorate in three years, wrote my dissertation in eight months. A total wow. of three years. But I was in a hurry so that I could be where I am today. <laughs> now, would you mind sharing with our listeners, how old were you when you graduated with your doctorate from USC? I um, actually started the program at age 49. I was 51 when I completed it. Amazing. 50, and I remember a woman <laughs> asking me, are you going to go and get a doctorate at your age? Well, how old will you be when you finish? And I said, well, it's a three-year program, and if I go through the program and finish everything in three years, which I plan to do, I'll be 51. And they screeched, are you kidding me? 51? Well, you already have your master's degree. You have a great job. Why are you getting a doctorate? Just so somebody can call you doctor? And I said, no. I said, and I didn't really feel, and I say to women out there, you don't really have to defend yourself because a lot of times you're going to have the naysayers, the toxic people around you to always say, you can't do this, it's not possible. But I said, I'm doing this because I'm going to step into my destiny. Oh, I love that. that. Say that again. Say that again. I'm doing it because I'm going to step into my destiny. (laughs) Perfect. 
<laughs> at age 51. And I said, world, here I am. But it wasn't that I was expecting that I was going to go out and do all these things, but there was a natural progression with things that started to, doors started to open and things I started to do. But one of the things, parenthetically, I would say, one of the critical factors that I attribute to my success has been my relationship with God and understanding that I am special and unique to Him. Mm-hmm. And that self-awareness enabled me to stand apart and examine the way I saw myself and to be able to step into my purpose. That's to be able to recognize that for yourself in that way is well. It's, it's redundant to say this to you. It's so powerful. It's it's there is it. Well, it's a power beyond a power that we can understand or imagine, and and then to take it and to allow it the space to show you the way is well, in and of itself such a deep inner trust, inner knowing, and. And faith is really what it boils down to, is the faith of walking and following and listening to the opportunities that are appearing and showing up. And I had, you know, mentors along the way who helped me and who encouraged me. Um, One particular man that I just, I I really just love him, and and I'm going to say his name because I, I hope, because he's still living, and that was Dr. Dwayne Anderson. And he worked at California State University, Sacramento, and he was the director of admissions at the time. And I always remembered him with a toothpick hanging out of his mouth saying, mm-hmm. Barbara, you can do anything you set your mind to. And so nice. the realization, I think, that I wanted to make a difference in the world, that continued sense that there was something more I had to do. And, but I want to explain that something I, that led me to what I wanted to do also took me to a seven-year, what I call, Egypt experience. Mm -hmm. And I think to whom much is given, as the word says, much is required. And so there needs to be grooming, and there had to be a lot of the ego shaved from me, and it took seven years, and maybe it won't take that long for some people. (laughs) But for me, it was seven years of, of learning to let go of the ego, to not being recognized for things that you did, that you know you did, you did not get credit for. But when I say that, I have to explain to people, being not being liked. I was always a social being. Everybody liked little Barbara. But all of a sudden, I am not liked. I am ostracized, even mm-hmm. to hate notes in my mailbox. Wow. But I had to push through that to really, that's the understanding of knowing the power within and seeking that power within and that power with God to help me through that situation which I have turned around into my personal best success uh, seminars, now Transformation for Success seminars. I have used every bit of what I learned in that seven-year Egypt experience and then later another five-year experience because I think, you know, with most of us, we can't see ourselves sometimes that there's that need in order to go up, we have to give up. And that giving up is of the ego, of self, of controlling, of wanting to control and, people or wanting to even be controlling others and, and controlling, self-controlling. Yeah, and that's often called, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's a piece of the hero's journey, that, that going down into the, into the desert to then rise and, and claim our destiny as, uh, 
as you were alluding to before, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. But when we come back, one of the things, Dr. B, that that I think would be great for us to talk about, and you and I discussed this a little bit mm-hmm. the other day, is time and this idea of you know running out of time or who controls time. And, and mm-hmm. so when we come back, um, you're listening to Mindset Reset Live with Prudence Gensman, and we're talking today about the mindset of transformation. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine you can live your someday dreams today. In her acclaimed work, Mindset Reset, Prudence Gensman shows you new ways to enhance your thinking using inspiring brain thought technology coupled with spiritual exploration. Learn how to powerfully manage your thoughts. Reveal your inner ideas and solutions. Blocks are no longer seen as limitations. Show up more fully in your life. Tune in to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman, each Tuesday on the Voice America Women's Channel to find effective ideas to achieve your goals and dreams. Visit www.mindsetreset.com to access articles filled with insights to grow your understanding of the science behind the way people think. Learn about books, products, and how to take part in transformational retreat getaways and special trainings. www.mindsetreset.com Mindset Reset. Your power of thinking can begin right now. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to askprudence at mindsetreset.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. I'm your host, Prudence and today we're talking about the mindset of transformation, the, the ability to shift our thinking, the ability to step out in a bigger way and recognize, recognize that space that we're meant to grow into or, or recognize that space that we're emerging into and that we're finding for ourselves. And my guest today is Dr. Barbara Young. Her program is called Transformation for Success. And it, to me, that almost just scratches the surface of the amazing work, uh, Dr. B, that, that you have done in your career, spanning your career, both personally and out there in the world for, for um, all people in the work that you do. So I am so honored to have you on today. And, you know, right before the break, um, we were talking about getting to that place of success. We were talking about even even pursuing your dreams no matter the age, pursuing your dreams and and what's congruent for you, not just what people people think of you, you know, seeing and questioning why would you go back for a doctorate that you know you won't complete till the age of 51 when that's their story not yours in the process. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'd love to know Dr. Barbara, for you and even though even though you had always had this drive and and you took on this um 
misunderstanding of what faith in God was for you that then continued to drive you where you are. What was the what led to that shift in your mind that said this is this is what I'm going to keep doing. This is how I'm going to show up in the world. What was your mindset reset? What was that shift for you? That shift for me was re- having to make the decision to give up on a marriage that was not working and to change my life. Make that decision that at age 36, it's not too late when everybody else would think, you're crazy, you're going back to school, you have a good job. I mean, you hear all the naysayers, but the shift for me really began when I made up my mind that this marriage will never work, I must take a step, and I had to give up. What I had to give up was social prestige, a great life, a house in the suburbs with all the trappings, the house, the cars, and jewelry, because I had a husband who was very well, well, pretty well to do and was a very good provider, but was an emotional abuser. And so for 11 years, I had labored and tried to make that work. So the shift for me truly began, and that new mindset is that I have to be. And what if I use my energy towards myself? and empowering my children rather than staying and letting all of this energy, all of this, my life be wasted on something that is not going to work. So that was the mind shift for me. And, you know, um, I know that you've, uh, you've had the opportunity to um, take a look at my book, uh, Mindset Reset, A Passage to Choice. But in the very first chapter, I talk about that the importance of self-care. And to me, what you just described is that idea of taking back your energy to really look at what it would be to 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 take care of Barbara, to take care of Dr. B, Absolutely. as well as to take care of your children. Because when you've got the children, too, there's a certain, obviously, responsibility you have for their safety, their well-being, their education, their learning. And in my judgment, you're better able to do that when you also know what it is to do those things for yourself. It's sort of like um, what I've encouraged a lot of women to do, take back your life. Yeah. Um, I suffer from what Dennis Whiteley calls leaky self-esteem because graduating from high school at 15, going to UC Berkeley at 15 was uh, a high point for me. The girl most likely to succeed, and then I felt I failed uh, in that I got pregnant, I got married, and I ended up with a first husband who liked to pollinate all the other flowers, and so that <laughs> happened, and I had to make a decision. Uh, on, on That was the first decision. At 19, I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to have to work and defend my children. That I did. And, and you know, really that kind of started a journey, but then I got married again at age 25, and it was wonderful, you know, wonderful man, you know, take care of me, my kids, yeah, 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 yeah. But my self-esteem began to leak out because he was an emotional abuser and he would put me down all the time. And, you know, finally, after a while, I began to say, who is Barbara and where's Barbara? You know, where's that girl that had that was persistent about her education, who was smart and bright? What's happening? The light was beginning to dim. Wow. And, that, and the mind, of course, is such a powerful, powerful tool. And that if we allow somebody else to... Um, occupy the mind, you know, they're occupying your mind and getting free rent space <laughs> in your yeah. mind. Well, and, and the, so challenge then go- is, the challenge then is not only are they, especially if they're physically present and in your mind in that way, but then when you're stepping out, you still have their voice in your head. And that's the, that's the subtle, whether conscious or subconscious, that voice is still in your head. And so they really do rent that space. You're absolutely right. There's that, that, 
that shift to get them out of your head and right. get your own voice back is very And you powerful. choose. It is a choice. Right. It is simply a choice because you choose to forgive, let go. And actually, I do not suffer from what I call information overload. I don't even remember those things because nice. when you choose to forgive and let go, then all of those memories, it's past. I am new. I'm a new creature. You know, I'm a new person. And I forgave that person. I forgave both husbands and move on with my life. And I tell people it is not hard to do, but it is hard to do. But it's a choice. Everything is a choice. Love is a choice. You choose your life and live your life. I, I'm, I get so passionate about that because you only have this one life. I don't know of any other uh, on this earth. And so mm-hmm. we're here, marvelous creatures that have been made in the image of God. And he wants us to have what? An abundant life. And he came so that we could have that abundant life. But we have to choose to have it. So the mind is a powerful weapon, but it can be a powerful tool as well. <laughs> you know, one of the things that um, we discussed a little bit, and, and it mm-hmm. seems like the natural segue to it now is, we've talked a lot about all these different paths, all these different steps, all these different things that, that you've explored in your life. We haven't, even, we haven't even gone past what you've achieved yet, you know, because of receiving your doctorate and all of the different things that, that, you've con- that you continue to accomplish and then creating transformation for success and your radio programming and all of that. Mm-hmm. So when I hear all of that, I think of time. I think of, oh my goodness, that's a lot of time. Like how long does it take to achieve this destiny? How long does it take? And I know people sit back when we talk about going back to school and it took seven years. People think seven years, seven years. And you can't think about it in terms of that. You have to think about one step at a time. But I would love to hear what you have to say about time and how you think of time differently than others. Time does not control us. We control time. I think, again, that's a mind shift and a shift to see time is not you're waiting on time or time is waiting on you. You manage time. You manage the time. And so that has to become into your head that when you say, I don't have enough time, yes, you do, because you control the time. <laughs> you control it. And I think when you begin to realize that, yes, I have enough time. And then I look at some biblical examples where time actually stood still and the sun stood still for a day for a battle to be fought. So actually, I never even thought about it in time. When I looked up and I tell people all the time, why are you saying you don't have time? Get started. Look, we're almost done with 2015. I'm already almost beginning to write 2016. But I remember January. And so what happened to me, when I got that out of my head, and I got my BA degree in three years, okay, people and got a master's. All of a sudden, the people I was working with, for that seven-year journey, in that Egypt experience, They said to me, you couldn't have gotten your master's in this time. I said, but while you were watching Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, I was spending time in school. I worked every day till 5 o'clock. And when I wrote my dissertation and when I went to graduate school at USC, I never never was a full-time student in terms of taking time off. I worked full-time, went to school at night. And took care of kids. And And you had a family. And I had a family, of course. But time, no. I manage time. Time doesn't control me. I could, you control the time. And I looked up, again, three years goes by. Where, and people say, well, where did the time go? But what did you use with time controlled you? No, time does not control you. You control time. 
<laughs> and I, I think sometimes we sit back and, and it's kind of that all or none, nothing principle. If people hear seven years and they think, oh my God, seven years, and they're already trying to figure out how they're going to be seven years ahead, you know, who they're going to be in seven years. And it's like, no, stop a second. Where do you really want to go? What is it that you're wanting to create in your life? And, and as, as you begin to have that vision or that idea or that, uh, or that concept, if you start taking the steps forward, sometimes it takes seven years, sometimes it's going to take 10 years, but sometimes there might be leading you on a path that might only take two years but the thing is you've got to move you have to take the action you have to take the step you have to do something or you're going to find yourself in seven years from now exactly having the same conversation you had seven years before and then you might finally decide to take the steps and begin and and it's really simple and i think why one of the reasons why i was moved to start uh working with women and actually i took a another leap of faith um, when I began to feel that it was time for me to move on, and I, people kept asking me. I was a professor at one of the local CSU campuses, and students for about 14 years, and students would come to me. I was doing this part-time while I was a senior higher-level administrator, and then I was teaching classes at night. And I, was teach- I started out teaching one class, and I began to see a shift. All these students were coming to me saying, what you said in class changed my life. And, mm, I, nice. and could you come to my organization? Could you come and, and talk to some of the people on my job? Uh, and I remember a Vietnamese young man came to me. A Hispanic young woman came up to me and said, you changed my life. And I said, I don't know what I said. Well, they said, you know, you would say some things offline about life, and, and you would hit my situation and just what I was going through on the job. So I ended up over about 12, 13 years, I had students who were signing up saying, would you, <laughs> would you give seminars? I said, would you guys come and pay, pay and to hear me speak? I, they said, yes. So I had taken wow. a list of students' names over the years and a short in the summary ended up taking a leap of faith, taking $5,000 in a dream, booking a hotel to give a seminar and had no one to invite. And I ended up with the first group of 35 women who showed up for my personal best success seminars, which continued for 10 years. And so, wow. um, and also led me to Kenya and to other countries um, throughout the continent of Africa, not only doing leader, life growth empowerment se- uh, series, but leadership, because for 12 years, uh, 14 years, I taught leadership courses. And I wow. teach leadership from the inside out. So with life growth empowerment for women, leadership seminars, I took that with me to Kenya. In fact, I invited <laughs> and did not know that I was going to be speaking with world leaders for two and a half days. Oh, that's so amazing. anyway, um, it, it, there's amazing stories that I can share, but I want to just encourage women out there that there's nothing impossible that you can't do. God has given you a dream and a purpose, and you are here to fulfill that purpose. So now, don't let time be the factor. It's, it's too late. I don't have enough time. Yes, you do. You manage time. Time doesn't manage you. So keep that in mind and change that way you think about yourself, that you have the power within you to do anything you choose to do. You can make it. You can be successful. And that's what Transformation for Success is about. You may have to use that few years being a cocoon and <laughs> getting it together. I did before I could emerge as this butterfly. And today I know my purpose. And you know what, Prudence, I always tell the women, you know, I feel good about who I am. I don't feel better than anybody else, but I know that I feel good right in my own lane. And I hear people say, what do you mean by stay in your own lane? Try to just be yourself. You don't have to try to be like anyone else. 
just be the person, the wonderful, beautiful person that God created you to be. And that's all you have to do. Just be. The power is within you. You've been given all the skills, talents, abilities to be, to have a purpose. Because there's a mission. And we're all here, what? To serve. That's how I see myself, as a servant leader. When leadership comes from within, you know, it's an inside-out job. Yes, it is. Th- that, that, to me, is then having a deeper sense of who I am, having a deeper sense of who you are. And, and I think sometimes we mistake that for being perfect versus being out there and being the best version of ourselves. Some days the best version of ourselves, the best I can muster is, is <laughs> just making it through the day, right? And that might be my best version of myself that day. It doesn't mean perfection. And I think as no, women, especially, sometimes we get so hung up. I Men do this too, so I won't say just women. We as a society, we as people think that we have to be so perfect that we're beyond reproach. And unless we can be perfect, we don't want to step out and take a risk. And the truth is, is that it's not about being perfect. No one's perfect. We can't be perfect. No, not. But if we can stand up each day and try to be the best version of ourselves within each moment, within each day, within each conversation, if we can go out and, and, and really know who we are and be that leader from the inside out, sometimes a leader is a silent leader. Sometimes a leader is a quiet leader. Sometimes the leader is the one that is... While other people are leading, they're the leader to be the best person that's behind the scenes doing something. But when we can step out and really play in that and and know that I'm giving of myself each day in the best way that I'm capable of that moment at that time, then everything really, we, we then know that we're fully being and showing up who we are. And then we're open and able to see in, in genuine ways what's coming next for us and how yeah. to take those steps. When we're able to risk, when we risk showing up with others in a genuine way, then we can genuinely see who we are and what comes next. You know, I have a saying that a powerful woman knows that she can change her world gracefully. Mm. <laughs> and one sort of final comment I want to share, Prudence, because I think this, when I love your program and I love the title of it, Mindset Reset, because I know that the mind is your most powerful tool. And so it is challenging at best, but you've got to have a mindset for success. Keeping your mind focused and positive, but there's something else that goes with it, and that is watching what you say, because Absolutely. your words are powerful, and you must speak words of affirmation. You have to keep and exercise that powerful weapon, watching your thoughts become words and watching your words because they become actions. And they say, watch your actions because they become habits. And habits become character. And then character becomes your destiny. So I just want to say that because we must guard what goes into the mind. I had to, I had to really put blinders on to keep the naysayers and the toxic people away from putting the no's, you can't, you aren't good enough, all that script that plays in the head, we have to speak against that. So we have to watch the words we say. So I just wanted to make, say, say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's... Closing. And, and when we are watching those words that we're saying to ourselves, instead of the, the naysaying, then we can put something else in its place. And that's the affirmations. And that's the, you know, that's the mindset reset. That's the, I get to, 
I get to hold, or I like to say, I am the conductor of my own train of thought. I get to put the thoughts in my mind, which then create the habits, the behaviors, the character. And if something is out of character for me, then it's time to go back and recheck my thoughts. And so on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, I really would love to explore a little bit more um, with um, Dr. Barbara Young, the idea of mindset for success and what that looks like and how can we begin to really formulate what that is for ourselves. So you're listening to Mindset Reset live with Prudence Gensman, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine you can live your someday dreams today. In her acclaimed work, Mindset Reset, Prudence Gensman shows you new ways to enhance your thinking using inspiring brain thought technology coupled with spiritual exploration. Learn how to powerfully manage your thoughts. Reveal your inner ideas and solutions. Blocks are no longer seen as limitations. Show up more fully in your life. Tune in to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman, each Tuesday on the Voice America Women's Channel to find effective ideas to achieve your goals and dreams. Visit www.mindsetreset.com to access articles filled with insights to grow your understanding of the science behind the way people think. Learn about books, products, and how to take part in transformational retreat getaways and special trainings. www.mindsetreset.com Mindset Reset. Your power of thinking can begin right now. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to askprudence at mindsetreset.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. I am your host, Prudence, and today we're talking to Dr. Barbara Young of Transformation for Success. And we were talking about the mindset of transformation. And right before the break, we were discussing how when when we have thoughts that are not serving us or no longer serving us, that maybe did before, and now they're, you know, it's time to shift them. How do we create and when we how do we change that? And we can begin changing that by creating the things that we do want and that we are desiring. And you know, we talk about this many times on Mindset Reset. But one of the things that going into our last little segment here, I want to talk to you, Dr. Barbara, a little bit Mm -hmm. more about is I want to hear from you. What is your definition of mindset for success? What does that look like for you? My definition of mindset for reset is really becoming matter of fact about yourself. What, what have you learned that's just plain terrific about you? Because you have to start first with you before we even talk about a mindset for reset. You have got to start with self-love. What is just plain terrific about you? And because your power is in your essential energy, in the essence of who you are. 
So you're sort of coming into your natural power by clearing all of those things out of the way. And this means it takes time. Think of someone who, who, who loves you and chooses to spend time with you, your best friend, for, for example, or someone who really, because sometimes other people see us more clearly than we see ourselves. I just used this exercise just recently with some teen girls because we don't really tell other people what we actually see in them, and I mean see positive <laughs> right. in them. Because you, because often, and I do this in all my workshops, and it, they're amazed. I actually have people write it down so that they can, what I see in you, so that they can take it with them because we see ourselves a bit more harshly than other people see us. So becoming matter-of-fact, about yourself, just what is plain terrific about you. And then that using your energy for yourself and your time for yourself. That's the mindset reset because you've got to reset your mind on who? You first. And just right. as I say on the airlines, put your oxygen mask on first. If you're traveling with children, you matter first. And, and people then, have to get over this idea that that's selfish because it's not. It's I, not. You know, it's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's self-necessary. Self-care is not selfish. It is self-necessary. We need to know how to take care of ourselves so that we can be out there in a bigger way to take care of other people. Absolutely. And then locating your power centers. I mean, you know, we have certain centers in the in the body where there's energy what would it be like if you could just accept, really, that you're just human? You know, I think you said that earlier. We're not perfect. We are not perfect. But locating your power centers, what are you about? What are the qualities that you have? What have you noticed about yourself? I mean, really, when I say mindset reset, it is so much time spent on you. I spent one solid year focusing on me, writing things, journaling. I, I bring this into my workshops journaling. Who am I? What am I about? Locating my power centers. What are my power centers? Think of a time you felt safe and grounded. Think of a time when you, you've experienced some sort of, um, you know, death grip. You know, left or de- life or death grip, what I call it. Whereas some people will actually say, I don't want to go through this anymore. I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. Oh, yes, you do. You want to go through and live life as you were meant to live it, powerful and secure and loving you. And when you love yourself, that mindset reset, you're going to what? Draw people because you're loving you. That love emanates that you can love somebody else. You can't love somebody else until you first love you. And when, you're, when you draw people, the quality of the people you draw are going to be different because Absolutely. you know who you are and you know what energy you're willing to play in and the people with energy that matches is going, are going to show up. Your, your people around you and the world around you will change. And then I, call, I do something called calling your future forward. <laughs> I love that. Calling your future forward. Okay, we'll, say, well how do we do that? Who am I? What is important for people to know about me? I have people actually do that exercise. What's important for people to know about you? Make a list. It's a great. And, and, um, I mean, because you have to know how powerfully you affect the world around you. So a lot of people don't even know how to call their future forward. 
when you're getting to know someone, how do you identify yourself to them? You know, I hate this when I shouldn't say hate in that, but it it's it cause it should. It causes me a lot of discomfort when people will say, "I'll say, who are you?" You know, well, I I work for the social services division, and right. I'm just I'm just a um, secretary. No, that is not who you are, and so you are something more than just a job or a title. So, what's important for people? That's another exercise that we go through. What is important Absolutely. for people to know about you? Perfect. I'm loving. I'm caring. I'm affectionate. I'm straightforward, <laughs> and I'm actually talking about myself, yes, I'm straightforward, I'm very authentic. And to be this authentic person is to be real, to let go of all the guilt, all of those past mistakes, yes, of everything that's holding you back. It's a new day. I'm stepping out and becoming the woman that I need to be. That's all a part of that mind reset for success, Prudence. That's what I, those are the things that I, I've called that I think are so important. One of the things that I think we don't do enough, mm-hmm. and maybe it goes back to people being afraid of being prideful or selfish, is recognize our accomplishments. So I'm curious, and as, as we're winding down on time, <coughs> I want to hear, how do you recognize and self-acknowledge things that you've accomplished? How do you see, how do you, how do you really allow yourself to acknowledge that you've done good work? work well you know i have to i have to admit um that's one of the things i don't know why i've been a little reticent about Mm -hmm. i don't share with a lot of people the things i've done or the things i've accomplished uh, because i don't feel that i have to i feel like that i am what i am and with the positivity the energy that i bring i don't feel i need to do that but how do you uh, self-acknowledge yourself? Less about less about advertising to everyone. Well, I've done this. No, it's not that, advertising but, everybody. But, right. Um, but celebrating your I am your well aware successes. of what I've done, but I think what I've done, <clears throat> I'm always motivated to do more. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I am very humbled uh, and sometimes surprised by what I've done. And, I, and really, that's coming out in my book. Because there are people who want to hear my story that oh, you've done so much, and I said, "Well, gee, how did you do it?" And so I'm working on this book. I'm buckling down. I'm, you know, actually closing out anything else for the next couple of months to to work on this book because it is so important for me to share. Because I've been pregnant with this for some time, and it's now time to give birth to this baby, um, the book. <laughs> and nice. so that is one way of me personally. Um, acknowledging the work that I've done, and but I'm still continuing because I feel there's a lot more for me to do. Even at my age of 77, I'm sliding into 78 real quick. Wow! But I don't feel 78 because our spirits don't grow old. So my spirit is young. <laughs> and, and I so thank and thank you for sharing that. I, I wasn't going to because uh, um, I, I know that you do share freely um, your age, but. The fact, and, and, I, and I want to honor you for it, at 77, 78, you're still out there creating, and you're living it, and you're vibrant in your life, and, and out there in big ways. Um, you know, it's, you, you radiate 
the, the work you. that you talk about. And that's probably the best way I can describe it. You radiate the work that you do. And so, Dr. B, it's always such an honor and privilege to be able to be a part of that. I, I want to make sure that we have a chance for you to tell everyone how to find you, how to find more about you and your work. So please share that with us. Well, you can simply go to my website, www.transformationforsuccess.com, and you will get more information about Dr. Barbrian, or you can email me or write me for any other information you'd like at info at transformationforsuccess.com. I welcome your comments and questions, and take a look at my website. Uh, it's pretty fascinating. I also have a foundation. I am... Um, the President and CEO of Success for You, which is a teen leadership empowerment academy for girls and boys in the city of Moreno Valley and Paris, California. So you're invited to check out my website, successforyoufoundation.org. Again, that's www.transformationforsuccess.com and info at transformationforsuccess.com if you'd like to get a hold of me and also take a look at my website for the 501c3, the Success for You Foundation. Thank you Improved. so much, Dr. Barbara, for being a part Thank of today's you. show. And, and you, can also hear, <laughs> you can also hear Dr. Barbara. I want to make sure to plug your show on Transformation for Success on Voice America Empowerment Network. And uh, so you can hear her um, her show every Tuesday as well, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Pacific time. No, it's correct? 2. 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock, Pacific time, 2 o'clock, and you can hear any past show. So thank you so much, Dr. B, for being a part of the show um, and for being a part of my life. I I, uh, so appreciate you. Thank you, Prudence, and I so appreciate you, and blessings to you as you continue with your show. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much. much. Okay, have a great day. You too. So as we're wrapping up, Mindset of Transformation it, it all begins at taking the steps. It all begins at saying, there's something more that I want to be out and experiencing. And so, as you know, I, I enjoy sharing with you all a Mindset Reset Weekly Challenge. And we've talked a lot today about so many different factors. And one of the biggest factors we talked about is time. And we talked about how time, in and of itself, if we sit back, we really can control time. We can steer it and use it for our purposes and for our understanding. And if we sit back and really look at how can we reclaim our time and begin to have mastery over it. And I want to make that a piece of the Mindset Reset Weekly Challenge this week is take a look at your time and begin to see where you can whittle back and maybe take, and maybe we start small or not maybe we start small, we start small. Find 15 minutes in your day each day that you can take back. And that 15 minutes that you take back, I would challenge you to use that time for either personal journey, journaling time, maybe um, for some a quiet walk or some kind of reflection. If it's about doing a walk, I don't want you to think, oh, okay, I got to go now and exercise and change out my clothes and do all of that. No, as long as you have comfortable shoes on, Go and step outside for 15 minutes. Whatever that looks like for you, begin to look at how you can take control back of your time and really appreciate that for yourself. We get this opportunity to to be that butterfly, 
you know, to use that metaphor, we, and it's not even an opportunity, that's life. Life, at some point, we're going to get pushed out of the cocoon. And the cocoon experience can be what we make of it. And how much more do you want to tug and push to then get out to the butterfly life? We're going to be in that cocoon some point in time anyway. We're going to be in that at different points and stages. And sometimes the shell is going to be a little harder than others. And if we immerse ourselves in knowing who we are and beginning to really see how we show up that way in the world, then the cocoon becomes a place of learning and accepting and understanding so that we can each time get to that butterfly place in a faster, quicker way, in a, I love the word, graceful way. And and then we can be out and expressing it and experiencing it and living it, not just living it within our own world, but living it out in the world, out in our day-to-day with our people, with our connections. Thank you so much for being a part of today's show. As always, if you want to learn more, you can go to visit our website at mindsetreset.com. And from there, it links to the shows, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those connections. I'd love to hear from you, and you can always email me at askprudence at mindsetreset.com. Any ideas that you would love to hear about on future shows, or if you'd like to be a guest on future shows, please send me an email at askprudence at mindsetreset.com. And as always, I wish for you an amazing week and abundant blessings. Until next time, see you. Congratulations on your decision to start living your someday dreams today. Mark your calendar to join Mindset Reset live with Prudence Gensman each Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Remember, you can embrace the power of your mind to create the dreams of your heart. And it begins right now.